0: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network
1: and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
0: Let me say before we start this show, I had an absolute blast working with Joe. My goodness, it was an experience to say the least. I got a kick out of him. For a guy that I listened to doing this exact shift when I was growing up, when I was sitting there, you know, tossing and turning after a Yankee game or sick to my stomach driving back from game six to the bloody sock with Kurt Schilling, I'll never forget hearing Dog and Joe yelling and screaming and celebrating about that game. So, like, for me to be sitting there all week doing a show with Joe, and I know we've collaborated in the past. We've done, like, 20, 30 minutes at a time. But that was the first time I ever did five days a week with him. I had an absolute blast. Can't thank him enough. I hope you guys enjoyed the shows throughout the week. But I missed you overnight, family. I'm not going to lie. My routine was thrown a little out of whack not dealing with you guys. So it will be good to be back as we have a normal week Monday through Friday. And then I jet up to Syracuse Friday right after the show. Watch some mediocre Syracuse, North Carolina basketball. Maybe have a couple of pops along the way. And that will be our weekend in Central New York. But. We got it going with a subject that, I'll be honest, I don't speak a whole lot about because I feel like I'm a part of the lost generation of boxing. Because if you're in my age demographic, if you're in your late 20s, if you're in your early to even your mid-30s, right after Tyson, Holyfield, of course, all the great fighters of yesteryear from Joe Frazier to the great Muhammad Ali to George Foreman to Sugar Ray. The list goes on and on and on. I didn't really get to experience that as a kid. I didn't. I got Tyson Holyfield too. I'll never forget Mike Tyson biting off a vent at Holyfield's ear. But that passion of boxing that I think a good majority of our older audience certainly has. My predecessor, Tony Page, most certainly had. Others had. Didn't get it. That said, I'm sitting down Saturday night. I had a christening to go to earlier in the evening. And it was around 10, 10.30 at night I got back. And getting all hyped up, getting all amped up, looking into this fight throughout the week. It was an absolute no-brainer for me. I had to order it. I had to get a sense for why Wilder Fury Part 1 was so terrific. What in the world were we going to get with Wilder Fury Part 2? Now, this comes from a guy who doesn't have the expertise in boxing that I would do in baseball, football, basketball, whatever the case may be. So as I'm sitting there and I'm watching those introductions, and I'm sitting there and I'm watching this fight, I got to admit, I really enjoyed it. That was a beatdown. It was a whooping of epic proportions. My goodness, did Tyson Fury land a smackdown on Mr. Wilder? And I don't know if it was Wilder's fighting style. Keep waiting for him to throw that big right hook. Keep waiting for him to land a heavy punch. Couldn't do it. Felt like Deontay Wilder's legs were done after the first round or two of this fight. But I got to admit, folks. As somebody who didn't know a whole lot about Tyson Fury before we went into this week, I played the fifth on that. This is not Aaron Judge. This is not Patrick Mahomes. This is kind of out of my realm, if you will. I am now all in on Tyson Fury, the entertainer, because he could not have had a better Saturday night. First of all, he's coming out to crazy by Patsy Cline. I mean... I'm watching this fight. I'm ordering. I'm like, this guy's coming out to Patsy Klein. I was like, well, what world are we living in here? But it worked. It was perfect. He's coming out to Patsy Klein. He's getting carried off. I mean, it was as Vegas and as old school and as new school as it gets. So he had that. Then he lays the smackdown on Wilder. Love that. How about the fact that he got Tyson Fury licking Wilder? Sucking his blood, basically, like he's a vampire in Dracula. Then, the kicker. After he beats him down and basically sends DeAndre Wilder, after quite the beatdown, back into the locker room or whatnot, he picks up the microphone and he's singing American Pie, serenading all the other Brits that are in the crowd. I felt like I needed to get out to Vegas to be a part of that party because it was unbelievable stuff. The big winner of the weekend, without a doubt, is going to be Tyson Fury. And I don't know if we're going to get round three. I don't know if we're going to get the final installment, potentially, of the trilogy between these two fighters. But there was no getting around the simple fact that this fight was a beatdown. This fight was. Not one that was going to be disputed months and months after the fact. Tyson Fury is going to let you know who was boss. Now, does Wilder go back and try to build up the reputation again? I don't know. Can Wilder get back to a point where he can take down a guy like Tyson Fury? I'm not so sure. Watching that fight, and remember, I didn't watch the first one live. I watched this one live. This was one I needed to order. This was the sort of event in the middle of February that was right there for the taking. It was as one-sided as it gets. And I think we were as folks to embrace the sport of boxing. Like maybe I did over the weekend. Like maybe many of you did over the weekend. If it's not your cup of tea. Or not to like Tyson Fury. Very, very easy fighter to root for. I got to be honest. And dominated a champion. And dominated an American fighter who looks small who couldn't pack that punch and was overwhelmed every which way. So I was in the fight. I'm glad I ordered the fight. That was the question I was wondering about as I was, like, on the fence of do I pull the trigger on the pay-per-view? Do I decide to sit back, maybe crack open an ice-cold beverage and sit down and watch this fight? For me, it was a wise choice and hats off to Tyson Fury. As easy as it gets. Looked like a guy didn't break a sweat on Saturday night. Again, dominates in the ring. Grand introduction. Finishes it off with a little karaoke. And good karaoke. I'm not just talking bad, you know, karaoke that you would find somewhere in Midtown Manhattan. No, 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 no. Tyson Fury looked like a guy who might be performing on Broadway, for goodness sakes. Or maybe at Madison Square Garden. Not in the ring, but at the theater for, you know. You know what? And an expression I cannot say on the air. So I will not say it on the air. We'll leave it at that. Quite an advertising theory. Then you get to the other big story over the weekend. That, of course, would be Yolanda Cespedes. And working with Joe all of last week, of course, Yolanda Cespedes was a big topic of conversation. Joe a lot more optimistic, I guess you could say, when it comes to what Cespedes is going to do this year. He's buying the idea that he'll be playing for a contract. He's buying the idea that there will be that added sense of motivation for a guy who basically has not played in a year and a half. A guy who's dealing with this heel condition. We know what happened on his ranch last year with the wild boar. I'm of the mindset that I need to see it from you on a I'm of the mindset that I don't know if his body can handle regardless of motivation. The idea of being in the field day after day after day where you in the National League don't have the safety net of a designated hitter. You tell me Juan Suspes can play 5 or 6 days in the outfield. I need to see him do that consistently before I'm going to say, you know what? This guy's going to be an everyday outfielder hitting 30, 35, 40 home runs. Because to me, that is very much a great unknown. Cespedes went into camp a week ago, basically of the mindset that he wasn't talking. He wasn't talking about what went on in his ranch. He wasn't talking about the 2020 season. He wasn't talking to his soul. That was his mindset a week ago. Well, all of a sudden, that changed on Sunday. Because as I wake up, you get the news coming out of Port St. Lucie that now Ioannis is very much willing and Yoannis is very much able to go and have a conversation. He may not get into full detail about what went on on his ranch. I don't think you're going to hear about the incident with the wild boar. No, I don't think uh, Pumbaa. As I was telling Joe, you should bring Pumba for Ioannis to sign while he's down there. He's doing the shows. And bring him apart. And make him, you know, is caddy and sidekick. Throughout the no, not quite. You're not going to get that story. But if you're a Met fan, I think you can be okay with that. Because you don't want to have to deal with the constant hassling of, well, is Ioannis going to talk? You have to go home for five or four strikeouts. Is Yolanda's going to talk if he goes three for four with two home runs? Is that going to be an unnecessary roadblock that a first-year manager in Luis Rojas has to deal with? It was just the sort of situation that needed to be almost nipped in the butt. Regardless of the denial, regardless of what happened last year. If I'm a Mets fan at this point, you know what? Considering that he's got all these causes now within his contract, I'm... Not dying for answers at this point. I'm really not. If I get them, great. But you know what would be even better? Than getting an answer to what happened on Yolanda Cespedes' wrench? No, the better answer and the solution that I would be looking for is can he be a part in a big way of the 2020 Mets? I'll say this about Yolanda Cespedes. I don't buy the idea that he could play every day. I don't buy the idea that he can play the outfield consistently with his body being in the shape that it's in. But if for some reason the New York Mets can get somewhat close to the 2015 or the 2016 version of a guy who was without a doubt their MVP and without a doubt the biggest reason why they won a division title and it's 16-16. To me, the number one reason why they found their way to the wild card. His presence and what he provides in the middle of the order. If indeed you could find a way to get an answer to is performing, wild boars be damned. That could be a major X factor when it comes to the Mets that not a whole lot of people are considering. Unless, of course, your name is Joe Beningo, who is all aboard the O-Chain. I, for one, i am not.